And a very good evening to you from me, Father Emil, and a warm welcome to your Monday edition of As the Sun Sets. Monday edition? Well, it's the prayer of the church, which we share with you every day at this time. Half past five, the time we change gear once again and just place ourselves in the presence of the Lord and say thank you to the Lord for the gift of another day. Maybe we've seen things or done things that we shouldn't have done or seen today. We ask the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. But lovely that you've joined me. It's good to be with you as the sun sets. Let's ask the Lord to be with us. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. You shall cross the barren desert, but you shall not die of thirst. You shall
Everlasting light, your God will be your glory. Alleluia. To you have I lifted up my eyes, you who dwell in the heavens, my eyes like the eyes of slaves on the hand of their lords, like the eyes of a servant on the hand of a mistress. So our eyes are on the Lord our God until He show us His mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. We are filled with contempt. Indeed, all too full is our soul with the scorn of the rich, with the proud man's disdain. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord will be your everlasting light. Your God will be your glory. Alleluia. The snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Alleluia. Psalm twenty-three about our help being in the name of the Lord. If the Lord had not been on our side, this is Israel's song. If the Lord had not been on our side when men rose against us, then would they have swallowed us alive when the rancor was kindled. Then would the waters have engulfed us, the torrent gone over us. Over our head would have swept the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord, who did not give us a prey to their teeth. Our life. Like a bird has escaped from the snare of the fowler. Indeed, the snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Alleluia. When I am lifted up from the earth, I shall draw all people to myself. Alleluia. And the canticle is taken from 
the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians in chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. He destined us in love to be His sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace which He lavished upon us. He has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of His will, according to His purpose which He set forth in Christ. His purpose He set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When I am lifted up from the earth, I shall draw all people to myself. Alleluia. Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to John, chapter 6. After Jesus had fed the 5,000, his disciples saw him walking on the water. Next day, the crowd that had stayed on the, on the other side saw that only one boat had been there, and that Jesus had not got into the boat with the disciples, but that the disciples had set off by themselves. Other boats, however, had put in from Tiberias, near the place where the bread had been eaten. And when the people saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into those boats, and they crossed to Capernaum to look for Jesus. And when they found him on the other side, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, you are not looking for me because you have seen the signs but because you had all the bread you wanted to eat. Do not work for food that cannot last, but work for food that endures to eternal life, 
the kind of food the Son of Man is offering you. For on him, the Father, God himself, has set his seal. And then they said to him, What must we do if we are to do the works that God wants? And Jesus gave them this answer. This is working for God. You must believe in the one he has sent. It's wonderful the way John sort of weaves the gospel to teach his disciples at the end of the first century. He takes out of the life of Jesus um, things that happened, that took place, and he puts them all together. And this whole week we're going to be speaking about the bread of life. And today we find that the, John reports that Jesus had just fed the 5,000 men, by the way, not only men and women, so there must have been many more people there. He just fed those people, and now they, the disciples get into the boat and they go to the other side, and it's while they're on the waters that Jesus appears to them walking on the water. And John simply mentions his disciples saw him walking on the water. In the other Gospels, there are, there's a, it's quite dramatic. You know, Jesus says, don't be afraid, it's me, I'm not a ghost. And he gets into the boat and he calms the sea, he calms the, the, the storm. But here we have Jesus now. Um, and the disciples going across the lake to the other side, and the people didn't see Jesus leaving. So his, this is, of course, after the resurrection, and so they cross to the other side. Jesus gets into the boat with them, and so on. And then, eventually, when the crowds catch up with Jesus, they say, Oh, my goodness, uh, how did you get here, Rabbi? When did you come here? And Jesus says, you know, I know I know you people very well. You're not coming to me because of the real reason why you should be coming to me. You're coming to me because you had all the bread you wanted to eat, the bread of the 5,000-plus people who were fed. You're not looking for me because you have seen the signs, but because you had all the bread you wanted to eat. And so you think that I can always multiply bread or... Make it possible for you to have bread to eat. That's why you're looking for me. And then he says to them, Don't, don't, don't work for food that cannot last. Don't work for food that cannot last. Work for the food that endures to eternal life, the kind of food that the Son of Man is offering you. For on him, the Father, God himself has set his seal. So here we have Jesus making the distinction. You're all coming to me because you want bread to eat. And I'm saying you must come to me for the food that's going to bring you to eternal life. And then, of course, they say, well, what is that? We would like to have that food that we won't have to come to you or go anywhere else to eat. And Jesus said, no, what, we must, what must we do, they say, for this, this bread? Jesus says, this is working for God, that you must believe in the one he has sent. So... The, the bottom line, the end of the story, is that Jesus is challenging the people to believe in the one God the Father has sent, namely believing in him. Now, 
this was a, uh, a challenge to the Christians at the end of the first century, just as it was a challenge to the people in the day of Jesus. Jesus had to confront people because they wanted the, the, the simple answers. They wanted bread to eat, full stop. And Jesus says, no, the bread I'm going to give you is the bread which means working for God, and that is placing your faith and your trust in the one he has sent, namely in, in myself. And at the end of the first century, St. John was trying to encourage the early Christians who were going through great difficulties in their lives, being persecuted by the authorities of the time, many of them leaving their, uh, their Christian faith, apostatizing and going off on their own. And Jesus says, no, we must uh, uh, John says, you must believe in the one whom the Father has sent, namely that is Jesus. So don't look for quick ready-made answers, says John. And similarly, is Jesus is saying, don't look for the quick answers. And if we know we all look for miracles, we all look for healing, we all look for the bread that we need to eat, we all look for that which we need for survival. And Jesus is saying, you must know that for survival, for life, for eternal life, you must believe what he's saying and believe in me. I am the one the Father has sent. And this requires faith on our part, that we place our faith and our trust in Jesus. So when we look into our lives and we see there so much that seems impossible, so much that, so much that seems very challenging, we need to say, Lord, I believe, even though everything seems impossible, everything seems uh, you know, so impossible to achieve and so on, we need to place our faith and our trust in Jesus and not look for quick, ready-made answers. And we can either look for those quick and ready-made answers in the, in the laws and the rituals and so on, but deep down we've got to stop ourselves in our tracks and say, Lord, you have the answers. You know all the answers. You are our Savior. And I place my faith and my trust in you. So notice what Jesus is doing. He's turning their attention away from bread, that which just gives them life and keeps them going for the time being. And he says, I want to offer you eternal life. If you wanted, the bread that you need for eternal life is me. <laughs> you must place your faith and your trust in me. And that's the challenge, because we all find it rather difficult to do just that, to place our faith and our trust in Jesus. And so I want to pray today that you and I will take to heart the message of Jesus, and I'm going to read it to you again, and that from the very depths of your heart you can ask the Lord to give you the strength and the faith to say, yes, Lord, I believe. I tell you most solemnly, says Jesus, you're not looking for me because you have seen the signs, but because you have had all the bread you wanted to eat. Don't work for food that cannot last, but work for food that endures to eternal life. The kind of food the Son of Man is offering you, for on him the Father, God himself, has set his seal. The Son of Man Jesus is the food of life. And remember that if we want this food, it will endure to eternal life. And so when we place our faith and our trust in Jesus, we have already now eternal life. Mm -hmm.
the disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. They saw the Lord. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. This is the work that God requires. Believe in the one whom he has sent. Alleluia. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This is the work that God requires. Believe in the one whom he has sent. Alleluia. Now let us pray to Christ, who was raised up by the Holy Spirit in his living and life-giving body. Lord, renew the whole of your creation. Christ, Savior of the world, King of the new creation, you are enthroned at God's right hand. Set our hearts on the things that are in heaven. Lord, you are living always in your church. Lead her through the Holy Spirit into the fullness of your truth. Have pity on the sick, on the distressed and the dying. Strengthen, comfort and sustain them. In Christ, unfailing light, Accept our devotion at the close of this day. Shed the radiance of your glory on the faithful departed. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God and Father, to those who go astray, you reveal the light of your truth, and you enable them to return to the right path. Grant that all who have received the grace of baptism may strive to be worthy of their Christian calling and reject everything opposed to it. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit as God forever and ever. Amen. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
Indeed, Jesus, I trust in you and I place all my faith in you. Well, that's the message for this evening, and I hope you're going to have a wonderful, restful evening from me, Father Emil. Good night, and God bless. <laughs>